right, NFL fans, welcome back to another episode of Opinion or Fact. I'm Jeff Hartman. If you listen to our inaugural episode, you know who I am as it pertains to covering the Pittsburgh Steelers for Fans First Sports Network and also contributing to the Fans First Sports Network NFL feed. And we talked a lot about Patrick Mahomes yesterday, autograph seekers and things like that. Joining me again, Wesley Coleman. What's up, Wesley? How's it going? Going good. Um, hopefully not too much uh, terrible flack from uh, hating on Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> the most popular player in football, possibly. Oh, yeah, I think he is. And definitely the uh, Netflix quarterback show is only going to you know boost that up and make him more likable. But nonetheless, everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's kind of the crux of this podcast. If you missed the first show, you can go back and check that out. Uh, these are shorter form shows, so they shouldn't take a lot of your day. If you listen to it, give us your thoughts and opinions. You can check out all the written content. I'm going to write an article about every single one of these shows at fansfirstsports.com. Make sure you check us out, fansfirstsports.com, for all your Hey, everything, Pittsburgh Steelers, NFL, you name it, we'll have it there for you in one spot as well as all the podcast links, you name it. So yesterday we talked about the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, autographs. Now we're switching gears and we're going to running backs. Everyone wants to talk about the running back position in the National Football League, whether you're talking about Tony Pollard of the Cowboys, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants, or Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. They got the franchise tag. They didn't get the long-term deal, and everyone's saying, what is going on with the devaluing of these this position? Wesley, when you hear that, what is your what are your thoughts? Well, even beyond those three, we're talking about that NFL running backs are saying that they're getting into a group chat and all talking to yeah. each other and discussing what is the way to go about this. So um, obviously, uh, running back's a, a position that's heavily valued. Um, I'll say that I think that a big part of the value that uh, – the fans believe is because fantasy football is so big and obviously the running back position factors into that. And I think that's going to be a big part of this conversation today. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. And then it's what, what are these players worth? How long will their careers be? How much longer do they have? Can they hold out? Well, that's, that's the question. Are they, could running back strike? Like, could they actually say, I'm not showing up until the owners decide to do something. I mean, but but here's the thing, like they, they want to say do something, but what is that something? Wesley, what's your knee-jerk reaction to the, the potential of a running back, like a general holdout amongst the position groups? I mean, I, I saw that they had a Zoom call, uh, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry. I know Najee Harris of the Steelers was in on that call as well. Like there's a lot of banding together. I just don't know what they're banding together for. <laughs> so why don't you, what is your take with the running backs? Yeah, I think that this would be a, a huge mistake if any of them <laughs> kind of planted their flag here. Um, this, the, the, to me, the, the most uh, simple thing about it is what we're seeing is that running backs are being replaced younger and younger. Um, we're more and more seeing third, fourth, fifth round running backs as rookies come into the NFL and have success. Um, and the learning curve for running back is not anywhere near what it is for other positions to to go from college success to NFL success. And so teams are betting on that, that they don't need to sign long contracts and they don't have to um, take it a long way because they'll have a fourth round pick the next year that can replace the guy that's now making 10 or $12 million. 
man, it, it is crazy. Like you're, you're probably about my age. You might be younger. I don't know. I'm 40. I'm, I'm a man. 40, I'm, I'm 44. 44. All right. So you're 44. So you grew up in the era where every single team that was a legitimate threat of the Super Bowl had a big name running back. Yes. Whether you're talking Emmett Smith, Thurman Thomas, Barry Sanders, you could talk about Jerome Bettis with the Steelers. It was an era where it seems to me, and maybe you can think of someone after this, it felt like Adrian Peterson was the last of that breed that guy that was the franchise and they were a running back. It wasn't necessarily about the quarterback. And so now everyone always says, well, it's about longevity. It's about the fact that they get banged up or is it more about it becoming a passing league and how can they help the team win? So think about Le'Veon Bell with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Le'Veon Bell. Man. You want to talk about like, national national story of a running back <laughs> wanting more money. Well, because he said he was a wide receiver too. And yep. if you look at the stat line, he wasn't lying. I'm a Steeler fan. I know this. The dude was unbelievable as a receiver as well. Well, the Steelers weren't about to pay him that much money. That's ridiculous. I mean, he's also a guy that was always banged up. He was always hurt at the wrong time. So when you think about this situation, running backs banding together, the devaluing of the position, do you think it's just all about the fact that these third round picks, fourth round picks? Hey, look at Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. What, what round was he selected? He was a middle round pick, second, wasn't he? Was, he, was, he was a second round pick. Okay, even still, second round pick is going to be cheaper than a first round pick, although you don't have the first, uh, the, the luxury of a fifth year option in a first round player. So you talk about all these players that are middle round picks, day two, day three selections. There's got, there's got to be something more to this, though, isn't it? There's a reason why someone like Ezekiel Elliott doesn't even have a team right now. Because, well, I mean, there's a million reasons why. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would like to know the information of how much Ezekiel Elliott um, thinks he is worth um, at this point in his career. I think that all of us kind of assumed he was going to get a contract for at least a year or two, but um, not at $10 million a year. And maybe Ezekiel Elliott hasn't accepted the fact that he's he's not uh, getting paid that way. And I'll say on the Levy and Bell stuff, he did a great job for Alvin Kamara because Alvin Kamara is number two in the league right now for, for running back um, pay. And it's based on his first three years in the league. He caught 81 passes his fourth year in the league. He caught 83 passes. He was paid like a running back who was also a wide receiver yeah. um, and was compensated that way properly by the saints. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell calls himself a pioneer. I'm not sure I would go that far, but he at least, Hey, you know, this is the hill you're going to die on. He did it. I mean, you think about it. In 2017, the Steelers offered him a very lucrative contract. He turned it down. He sat out all of training camp, all preseason, and showed up. They franchise tagged him a second time, still couldn't get a deal done, and he sat out the whole freaking year. So could you see any of the players that we mentioned, mainly the big three of Pollard, uh, Jacobs, and or Saquon Barkley, could you foresee them actually sitting out the entire season a la Le'Veon Bell in 2018? Man, Right now, I can't say that I can just because I think that at some point between now and then they're going to realize how replaceable the teams see them. This yeah. isn't going to change. Um, and I just think that, you know, there's very few running backs taken in the first and the second round anymore. And the difference between a third round running back and an undrafted running back is, I mean, two, two one hundredths of a second. Yeah. Well, these guys at this point in the career have slowed down two one hundredths of a second. And they're not worth, they're just, they're not worth what they were. Now, again, they were worth more on their rookie deal. They're not worth that now. Right. And it's the NFL's not going to reverse compensate you for what you already did. They're going to pay you for what you're doing moving forward. And the simple fact is they have slowed down. They have now become late round draft picks. 
Um, that's what they, they're, they're worth. And they might have some experience with it, but physically they, they can't do it. And again, the learning curve isn't as high for a running back. A running back that is big and physical and has the measurables, you know you can hand them the ball. And as long as they don't fumble, they can be a decent NFL running back from day one. Here's where I don't think, here's where I think the running backs are getting it wrong. So there's a lot of people, RG3, for some reason, like I'm hearing this guy all the time, like RG3, a quarterback, is chiming in on how the running backs need to get the union representation together and they need to do this, that, X, Y, and Z. Here's the, here's the let, me, let me give it to you straight. For those that don't know, a CBA stands for a collective bargained agreement, meaning that the union, the NFL Players Association, looked at everything that was proposed by the owners and they said, we like it, and they signed off on it. So if they think that the owners are going to change anything, that is the most ludicrous suggestion that I've ever heard in my life. If I'm the owner of a team, I'm saying, well, no, we're not changing anything. Why? You all signed off on it. You gave your stamp of approval. And it's a, I think the last CBA was like a 10-year deal. So until the next collective bargaining agreement ends and they start negotiating the next one, they're going to have to live with it. They're going to have to live with the fact that unless you were a first round pick and you have that fifth year the fifth year option to so someone like Najee Harris, Bijan Robinson, who just got selected by the Falcons, and I think the the running back from Alabama name escapes me right now that got selected by the Detroit Lions. Thank you. They're going to have that fifth year option, and then you're going to be talking about that extension off of that. But then again, five years of wear and tear on the human body are the are the Steelers, are the Falcons, are the Lions going to want to pick up that tab and give them a second year? I think the Steelers will. But at what price, you know, and this is where it comes into play. Like what is, what are the expectations? But for those out there like the RG threes that are thinking that they need to take the union needs to go to the owners that that is, I'm sorry. Like for someone that worked in a union for 16 years, it doesn't work that way. You have negotiations, you sign an agreement. And when that agreement signed until that agreement runs out, you're not getting a new deal. Get out of here. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and that's a whole other conversation we can have about people agreeing to deals and signing contracts and then wanting to change them halfway through or one yeah. year in with this Chris case. Jones. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah. we, we can do a Chris Jones episode. <laughs> um, like, but but agreeing, yes, this was agreed upon, and there's billions of dollars at stake that's been negotiated and moved around. And listen, there, there was a there's been different things where the nickel cornerback has been griped about how they get kind of squeezed out and they're not paid as well. And so we have the the, the big um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson thing resulted from, he goes, I don't want to play nickel cornerback because you're not going to want to pay me. I want to get moved to safety so I can get paid like a safety. Well, he's kind of been a jerk at two different teams so he could barely <laughs> find a place to play. And it's not that he's a he's a great nickel cornerback. Yeah. He's a very good safety. But, but he... he kind of nicks two deals that, uh, that, that that he's holding out for more money that just doesn't exist. And I think these running backs are going to figure out pretty quickly that just money's not there. Now, should the running backs be mad at the teams for not wanting to pay them all $15 million a year, or do they need to be mad at quarterbacks who are all making $50 million a year now? And do they need to be bad at wide receivers that are getting 25 and $30 million a year now? I mean, the money's got to come from somewhere. There is a salary cap in the NFL that's not going over. So when all of your teammates are making more and more money, it's got to come from somewhere because these contracts are moving up faster than the salary cap, for sure. It, you, you bring up a great point. It's kind of displaced, you know? But for me, the running backs, 
I, I used to always say, I, look, in my former life, I was a physical education teacher, all right? And other teachers would always say, oh, my gosh, you don't have to grade as many papers. You, and you know what I told them? When I went to college, last time I checked, I got to choose my major. I got to choose where I went and what I did. So you know what I would tell all these young players? I'm talking the Pop Warner kids all the way through high school. Don't play running back. I mean, no. let, let's be honest. If you think you're that type of player, that you're going to get to the league, do you want to go to and, and be on a position that is going to be devalued to that point? I wouldn't be a receiver. Like Le'Veon Bell always says, he actually has said this multiple times since he quit playing football. If I could go back and do it again, I wouldn't have be as big and I would have just been a receiver. Probably still be in the league, probably making a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I don't get it. I don't get it. For sure. The, I would say that the, the thing from the kid's perspective is, and I, I agree with what you're saying, everybody – it, no, but no kid can throw the ball or catch the ball when they first start off in Pee Wee. It's like everybody wants to be the yeah. running back. All the athletes become the running back, and so, um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's tough because you're not thinking about when you're 11 years old, like how does this work out if I make it to the NFL, right? Um, but 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 again, the, the running back position takes all that meeting. Let me ask you this: Should there be a change in the stipulation that running back, true running backs, the one position? that could come out of college after one year. That's not a bad, that's not a bad idea. If you're looking to change something that could potentially help the position. However, how many running backs <laughs> are ready for the NFL after one season, especially if they're not a redshirt freshman, if they're coming straight out of high school, playing one year, how many, how many running backs are physically mature enough? I, I think about someone like Najee Harris, just because I'm a Steeler fan. The, the dude played four years at Alabama was a four-star or five-star recruit out of California, the Bay Area. He still struggles to pick up the blitz, and he's in his third year in the NFL. Because I, I couldn't imagine that for a young guy. So there is that, that there's there's that line. I think for me, the, the the running backs can only hope for one thing, and that's for the cyclical nature of the NFL to slowly start to turn its way back to having more of a running attack. And everyone says, you know, we talk about Kevin Smith on his call sheet podcast. He's coached. He, he's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. And he says that he can see a time where the RPOs slowly start to bleed their way back into more of a run focused team. I think that's their only hope unless they somehow find a way with the collective bargaining agreement, the next time it's up to have some type of, you know, incentives. But again, you're signing a contract. Maybe you sign an incentive laden contract that is more about longevity. So if I play in all the games, I get X number of dollars more that they just want paid what they feel like they're owed. And unfortunately their thoughts of their value in the teams and the leagues thoughts of their value. They do not mesh. They are really far apart right now. And I think last year, the Cowboys was a perfect example. Ezekiel Elliott, first round pick out of Ohio state, huge guy, Tony Pollard outplayed him tenfold last season i know he's banged up but still and now tony pollard finds himself on the wrong end of trying to get a new deal so what are your final thoughts on this wesley yeah i think that um you know ezekiel Elliott, for one may have been his own worst doing by getting such a large contract the first time when he yeah if, if he had assigned a deal at 12 million dollars a year then i think that he probably plays more last year um has more of an opportunity to come back this year but having such a high you know expense um, made him where he wasn't only expendable, he had to be cut. He had to be moved, not cut, but be moved because um, they had to find somewhere else to have the money. Um, I think that this isn't going to change. I don't see the NFL allowing this to go to a running heavy game again just because of the pure physicality of it. And the NFL is doing everything they can to take physicalness out of the game. Yeah. So I think that there would be some sort of rule changes or something going on that would 
that would stymie that if, if it ever got there. Um, I don't. I think this is going to get worse before it gets better for these running backs. I think that it's we're going to continue to see big athletic college players that can come in and make an impact early, um, and then and then probably get out early too. I'll tell you what I'm surprised we haven't seen, and this this kind of goes against the grain. I'm surprised we haven't seen more running backs taken, especially in the latter portions of the first round. Why you get that fifth year option, you might be able to get all the juice out of it while you can. And then maybe you cut ties after that, but you're getting those five solid years from a running back who is a high pedigree guy. That's why when I saw two running backs taken in the first round in the 2023 draft, I was like, I kind of get it. I kind of get that line of thinking. Uh, so maybe that's going to be the new trend. And then the second contract is going to be really difficult for these guys, but it's something we'll be talking about. I'm sure it's not going to go away. This is only going to amplify. So, uh, yeah, the, the, these shows that we've done, you've heard one on Monday, you've heard today's on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to do them as needed. So there's a hot button topic in the National Football League. You can check me out on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. I'll be putting out links. Our fans for Sports Network, our FFSN underscore NFL feed will be putting out links. Wesley, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at hootatwesley13. Um, you can also find me on the Dome Patrol pad- podcast if you want to hear about the New Orleans yeah. Saints and uh, learn about the team that's going to surprise everybody in the NFC this year. <laughs> As an AFC team, I don't care. Go for it. <laughs> see you in Vegas. Yeah, there you go. All right, folks, that does it for another episode of Opinion or Fact. We will see you next time. Take it easy.